What is up, headbangers? This is the Filthy Beat Inspectors podcast brought to you by Dubstep FBI. I am your co-host, Yessie, and I got my business partner, Chrissy, right here with me. We are super excited to bring you an episode with the king of tear out, Marada. If you follow him on social media, you probably already saw that he announced a collab with Slander, but he actually also mentioned a few other collabs in this episode. So quite a lot of secrets were actually uncovered in this episode. So you'll just have to listen in and see for yourself. We also just launched the Melodic Dubstep Investigation playlist on Spotify and SoundCloud. These will be updated monthly by one of our street team members, Ben. So give him a follow. He also goes by Balix. Also, we are almost sold out on the Don't Talk To Me Unless You Headbang face mask. So get yours on the website, www.dubstepfbi.com before they run out. All of our podcasts and vlog premieres can be found on EDM Central Hub stagehoppers.com. So be sure to check it out and we will see you all on the flip side. What is up, headbangers? You are locked into the Filthy Beat Inspectors podcast. I am your co-host, Chrissy. And this is your homegirl, Yessie. And today we have a very special guest, the king of tear out, Marada. I wouldn't say king, but I appreciate the, uh, the overstatement. We'll crown you the, <laughs> the prince of tear out. Hell yeah. <laughs> so tell us what it's been like in quarantine. Uh, it's been, um, I don't know, uh, I definitely, I was definitely like a lot more productive, like towards the start, but I'm like, since I've like been off university, I've been like, I've had so much free time on my hands and it's kind of hard to like maintain schedule and stuff, but I start back up in like two weeks, I think. So yeah, that should what my hours back into place, hopefully. What university are you going to? What are you studying? Uh, the University of Sydney. I'm studying diagnostic radiography. Oh, okay. Explain. I have no real interest in it. It's just like, I don't know, it's a fallback. <laughs> so this is just a backup plan, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is radiography? Like taking x-rays, like MRIs, yeah. <laughs> being able to make like a brief like diagnosis. Mm-hmm. damn so yeah. you must be pretty smart to even get admitted to that program uh i don't know I'd like to think so <laughs> I, I don't know nah, i don't think i am I mean, <laughs> that's so funny well what has it been like in australia because we're out here in america and things have been a bumpy ride and we're kind of looking at you guys with a, a bit of a jealous lens because it seems like things are going pretty well I mean, things were like rough at the start, but it's been like a month since we've had any COVID cases here. And like, I know in like Western Australia, they've not had cases for like seven months now, which is crazy. Like everything's back to normal there, but we still don't have uh, shows or like any like larger capacity gatherings just because like, uh, 
like not many people are getting tested so we don't really know for sure if there's like still like a strain for floating out there that's like going under the radar but yeah for the most part like things are things are going like pretty okay and I'm like kind of glad to be like based where I am even though it was like a curse a year ago like having to fly back and forth between like Sydney and the states constantly oh my gosh but, like I don't know yeah. how you did that I I mean I, I was doing mind. it once a month at one stage oh my gosh and so yeah, what's beautiful. the shortest time you've stayed in the states like would you fly out here stay here for just one day or two to play the show and then fly back immediately or would you stay for an extended period of time uh I'd, the shortest amount of time I'd ever stayed was probably like five days just because I I was still like enrolled in classes here so I couldn't really like um risk like missing out on like yeah like tutorials I, I know it's not that it's they're not like relatively like important just because like everything's online and stuff but like I don't know right I like being there in person <laughs> yeah so are they giving you the option then to be in person or virtual uh, like a hybrid option it's been all virtual this past year and so when you go back in two weeks then it's still virtual yeah I think so yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> well hey at least you're getting that degree and you're wrapping it up and then it's moving on with life whenever you graduate yeah, yeah so I mean in the meantime can you hint at like any collabs you're working on kind of uh so I've got like um a subtronics one scarlet slander yo slander what what the uh, I'm shook. I can't wait to hear this because I love slander. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it for now. Uh, I think uh, Carnage. Um, was, you guys went silent. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you see all that drama that went down with him last week? <laughs> kind of, yeah, but I feel like what he said was a little like misconstrued. Like he could have better like... Uh, better like and implied that like he was referring specifically to artists like within like Avicii's league like people on like like the people at the forefront like headlining like festivals and stuff because in that way like it kind of makes sense like there's like there's flume and like maybe like I don't know but yeah there's definitely like a fuck ton of innovation happening like in the underground like mm -hmm. it's a really great time for dubstep i feel like yeah. carnage is the type of guy who just likes to stir the pot perhaps i'm not sure <laughs> i haven't spoken to him much but yeah he's always been nice to me so i only like judge people based on like my personal encounters with them so yeah no Fair complaints enough. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, speaking of the underground, like it was just like a year or two or three ago that you were considered really underground and I still consider myself underground, but mm, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes, but I feel like you've also made a huge footprint in dubstep. I have yet to see a live set from you. Like I will not live with myself until I see a live set. The last set of yours that I saw was actually at Lost Land uh, in 2019. Oh, okay. 
Mm-hmm. That sunset set on Friday, that was magical. Yeah, I got pretty lucky with that time slot. That's like the desired time slot, I feel <laughs> like, for a lot of artists, because that's when the crowd is just getting warmed up. They're getting yeah. their drinks in. They're like squatting up, getting ready for the night. It was, it was an amazing <laughs> way to start my first Lost Lands. Yeah, it was, it was pretty surreal. Um, I'm, I, I was... I'm hoping I get to play at the uh, the Ogden Theater again. Mm-hmm. I was at. Uh, that I played too. there. Oh really? Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. That 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 show was really fun. Well, I was gonna ask, like, when I mentioned the whole underground thing, when you were underground, or maybe you still are. You called yourself Mastodon, and there were so many rumors circulating when you changed your name. I'm just curious, like, can you tell us more about how that happened? I'm not really allowed to, like, go into detail as to, like, what went down, but um, I got, like, uh, I got a letter saying that, like, I need, to, I, I need to change my name within, like, five days. Oh, wow. Or I five could, like, days. face the lawsuit. Yes, I had, like, five days to think of a new name and implement it across, like, all my socials. And it's super stressful. And then I, I made, like, a, I made, like, a, a, like, a word doc with, like, 50 or so names. And, like, I wasn't fully set on Marauder, but, like, it was, like, the least shitty one on the list on the list so I just had to bite the bullet and go go for it (laughs) wow five days I mean it takes people years to develop their brand and you did a really good job of turning that around especially by maintaining the same kind of like prehistoric look and feel to your logo and I feel like it caught on pretty quick thank you it's like no one even noticed that you had a (laughs) rebrand I mean, yes, they did, of course, but yeah, you turned it around yeah. really quickly, and it seemed like you made it look easy, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. The timing kind of helped because I had like uh, I had Lost Lands right after like the name changed, it, and it was like the perfect opportunity to like showcase the name change at like a broad level. Do you have any sort of? theme that you go for I mean I've picked up on like the prehistoric type vibes like not necessarily woolly mammoths but like tusks and stuff like that is there some theme that you always try to stick with no not really we give our artists like free reign he can kind of do whatever like he feels fits the music so we just go with that yeah like it's been yeah it's been pretty chill ever since like we've got a pretty tight relationship with the guy who like does my art and stuff so yeah Mm -hmm. it's like worked out pretty well like branding wise I really like all of your theme so I think your artist does a really good job and it's very consistent and it definitely fits into that dubstep theme that I would say where it's like kind of dark but also like very heavy hitting you know (laughs) also it's cool like when you find an artist who knows what you like and you don't really have to give them any direction you know you're just like hey I have an upcoming release like here's the name of the song I need some artwork for it maybe you'll Mm. have one revision but other than that I mean keep them locked in yeah uh we usually he'll we usually get like multiple to choose from 
and then like the ones that we don't think fit a certain release we'll like hold on to until we do like find like a fitting time for for them but yeah that's even better like having multiple options because we've worked with artists not going to call out who but we've had some artists <laughs> where we told them this is our idea and then they only send us one draft and it's like well can we have multiple options maybe no <laughs> <laughs> and then if you don't like the first draft it's like well can you start over and it gets kind of awkward <laughs> yeah 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 because you want to be respectful of their time of course <laughs> yeah for sure mm -hmm. well i'm i'm curious to hear so i'm gonna backtrack a bit your track ruckus with trampa oh my god <laughs> like that is probably the most violent tear out i've ever heard and for oh, those of you who you. don't know, I work in sales and I do a lot of cold calls and I got to have a sales warm up. So that track is like the first one to play on my sales warm up playlist because I got to get hyped. <laughs> so oh, yeah. what was it like to work on that track with Trampa? Uh, fairly like surreal, given that like Tramp is pretty much like the reason why I'm here. Like, wow. his, like hearing a song jump smoke is what like pushed me to stop like learning how to write music and stuff so yeah it was like pretty surreal for me I still kind of don't believe that it like actually happened same with like the back-to-back -back as well like it's just it hasn't hit me yet but. did you just like slide through his dms one day or like how did you first get in touch with him uh it was like back in 2015 so literally after I wrote my first song he like sent me a friend request on Facebook and asked for more music and I freaked the fuck out and I sent him like I sent I spammed him so hard before he replied and then like before he even replied I thought he was like done with me like there's no way he's gonna like keep fucking with me if I'm like if I appear like this fanatical about his music but then like yeah it was he was chill he slid into the dms huh <laughs> yeah wow usually it's the other way around i'm usually the one who has to slide into people's dms if i were you i would be so honored i would have been shocked <laughs> yeah i was like i, I couldn't believe it yeah <laughs> that's legendary hell yeah well another one of your tracks that is i'm gonna go ahead and call it your most popular track death pit was that your whisper on the track yeah <laughs> i love that yeah gets me so hyped in the pit. I hate it. I can't, like, whenever I hear it, like, on a big system, I'm just, like, Do you close it makes your ears? me cringe so hard, yeah. Yeah, you're like, not again. <laughs> but the good thing is that, like, nobody really knows it's me, so. After this recording, they're going to know it was you. I screwed that over for myself. But... <laughs> you're dropping so many leaks today. I mean, I guess this is why they call us the FBI. We're digging up the dirt. <laughs> I'm curious to hear what the bass scene is like in Australia. I mean, I see that phase one, obviously he's been playing a couple of shows, I believe. I know he played one in Perth, but I think he's been playing a couple, but what's the bass scene like out there compared to here in the States? Um, it's a lot smaller, but more vibrant in a way, just cause like, uh, it's like a very new scene like all like fresh faces and stuff so it's like 
I mean, you still get the same thing like in the States and Europe as well, but in Australia, in, in Australia, it's like on a much smaller scale. So it's kind of like right in your face. But yeah, and like music wise as well, we've got like loads of producers who are killing it right now, like um, Leo Tricks, uh, Linky, Chibs, uh, Getterix, like, I don't know, there's too many to name. I was but listening yeah, to like, Leo Tricks' most recent live set. I forget where he was. He was playing down there somewhere Brisbane, last month. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that live set, the crowd sounded unreal. He was like, you guys got to yeah. stop screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Where do you want to tour after COVID? Is there any spot in particular? Um, I definitely want to go back to the States, but I do want to play in Asia eventually. Like anywhere in Asia, like that's like my dream. I think mm -hmm. yeah we were yeah. talking about the how the bass scene is starting to grow little by little out in southeast asia in particular Maybe yeah like yeah. thailand thailand would be sick well i think we're ready to jump into the lightning round here so basically sure. what we're gonna do is we're just gonna throw some questions at you just spit out an answer or two um it'll go pretty quick we have like eight or nine questions so jump in right in would you consider the base capital of the world to be Denver or Montreal? Um, Denver. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Were you just saying that just because you knew that that's the answer we wanted to hear? No, no, no. Like I, I was, I, I was, I was considering Montreal, but to be fair, I haven't played there in a while, so I can't really gauge things, but, like, from what I've been seeing on, like, the internet and stuff, like, Denver seems to be, like, yep. the place to be for, like, base music, yeah. I mean, that's where the FBI is headquartered. Yeah, and the show you played here, I mean, that was rowdy. All right, next question. Would you prefer the beach or the mountains? Um... Definitely mountains. Yeah. What is your favorite BPM? Uh, 138. What is the rowdiest show you've ever played? I think either um, Stereo Life in Dallas or uh, the show I played in Brisbane back in like 2019, well, obviously. Um, called i think oh yeah the the venue i'm not sure what the, the venue is called but it was for an event called havoc and there's like a there's a clip of me on youtube playing there and it's like i'm like completely making a fool of myself but i was having so much fun <laughs> that brisbane crowd yeah. sounds rowdy i want to go there for yeah brisbane's like next level <laughs> damn all the australian headbangers yeah all right, would you prefer to play at a huge festival or for a smaller, intimate crowd? That's really hard. I would have said, like, huge festival, like, two years ago, but, like, I don't know. There's something about playing in front of smaller crowds, too, that's, like, super, like, exhilarating. Like, being able to see people's faces and be within, like, arm's reach of them is pretty cool. So mm -hmm. probably, like... I'd say, uh, I'd still say big festival for now, but like small shows definitely have their place. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> especially with the smaller crowds. I mean, they're most likely your biggest fans because with these smaller crowds, yeah. they bought a ticket specifically to see you. Mm. Whereas, you know, festivals, you got like <laughs> freaking like 50 sets to catch and you're like, okay, Excision's playing at this one. Phase one's playing at that one. Wooly's playing at that one. And you got to like make, mm -hmm. make time, strategize. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next question. Do you have any shows lined up this year? A couple, not like a full on tour or anything. But yeah, I I can't really I can't say when or where. I've got some local ones coming up soon that I've announced. But like as for the states, I can't really say anything yet. But yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! We'll have to keep it locked. <laughs> um next question so our friend shocker t scotty he's here he's here in grand junction he's probably your biggest fan in colorado um he had a question for you he he's asking who or what inspires you to produce and it can be edm related non-edm related um i guess there's like two main influences in my music like trampa like since like day one and probably this like progressive metal band called Meshuggah uh, yeah I'd say yeah Trampin and Meshuggah <laughs> nice so yeah I mean if you could collab with any artist that you haven't collabed with who would it be with Uh, probably um, five year far, and he's like this drill rapper from New York. Ooh, that would be sick. Yeah. Or like Chef G, he's like another drill rapper. But yeah, I've just been listening to a lot of drill lately. <laughs> Sounds oh, yeah. like it. Getting hyped up. Love to hear it. <laughs> and last question: Do you prefer Spotify or SoundCloud? I prefer Spotify, 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 but like, um, yeah, SoundCloud definitely still has its place, like with the whole like commenting system and like being able to repost and stuff. You can't really compare the two, mm -hmm. like they're two like entirely different beasts. But yeah, feel I don't think Spotify will go. Um, I don't think SoundCloud will like fade away anytime soon, just mm -hmm. because like it's like the infrastructure for like the entire underground scene that's true and i yeah. feel like soundcloud is more like a social media for exactly music. yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's where you find all the ids true and where we post the <laughs> fbi riot control radio mixes mm -hmm. oh yeah awesome well that is the end of the lightning round do you have anything that you'd like to say to all of our listeners who are tuning in right now yeah, like if you're doing like things are rough right now, just like keep your head up. Like things always get better. I know it's cliche, but yeah, like take it from someone who's like been going through a lot of shit lately. Like, yeah, just don't give up. Stay positive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> take care of each other. Always be there for your friends. Check up on your friends. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for being featured as our guest. Oh, it's my honor. <laughs> awesome. And for everybody listening out there, 
stay safe, continue to wear those masks, continue to wash those hands, and you will see us right back here next week for another episode of the Filthy Beat Inspectors podcast.